Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Fauci got caught lying again. Man, he might have perjured himself, Josh. Well, I mean, he's already perjured himself. But, I mean, it's at a point now where there's, like, a lot of documents. Like, a lot of whistleblowers inside the NIH. It's ugly. Hey, do you... What's really interesting about this is where the news came from. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later because it's really funny where the news actually came from. Uh, But I first heard about it from Sky News. Sky News Australia, by the way, has been doing better news coverage of the United States than American media has. Just throwing that out there. For a long period of time, the Daily Mail, believe it or not, used to be a very good publication. And the Daily Mail did much better coverage of American news than American media outlets did. And then the Daily Mail turned into a tabloid, basically, and went downhill like, Super quick. And now Sky News Australia, I've got to be their resident American, dude. Like, can you do that as my producer? Can you just, like, stay up late and call Australia for me? And be like, hey, can can I get my guy on? Can you do that? And they need an American. They talk about American politics a lot, and they need an inside guy. Like, they have to have an inside guy. So we've <laughs> the, the place, here's the thing. Okay, I'll tease this. The reason we know about this Fauci fiasco with Wuhan is because a media outlet who is pro-Fauci found the information trying to confirm that Fauci was telling the truth and Senator Rand Paul was the liar. And they've got like one of those home alone moments with looking in the mirror and they go, oh my God, we screwed up. Yeah, you did. You you totally screwed up. So we're going to get into that in, in a little bit because the guy who founded that media outlet actually has some things to say about it since he's not with them anymore. Um, want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. We're live streaming on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Hope you had a holiday weekend, Josh. How was yours? Good? Pretty good? Yeah, not too bad. Um, you know, the wife actually, like, pre-planned this time, which which is rare for us. It's not a knock on her. It's just that we generally don't. It's, like, in the middle of the holiday, like, at 1 o'clock, we're like, should we do something? And so, no, she came home with ribs the other day. And corn, and then she's like, she was like out and about doing some work, and she's like, "Do you have any charcoal?" I'm like, "Yeah, but who doesn't need more?" <laughs> so she got the charcoal. She picked up some of the uh, the wood chips. I, I like smoking with cherry wood chips, and I uh, got some wood chips. So I let them soak all day. Man, smoked some ribs and some chicken. Had enough left over today that I had a rack and a half of ribs before I came in. I'm stuffed, dude. It didn't look that big. It, it looked like I was gonna be okay. And I, I just kept eating because it's so good. I'm stuffed right now. <laughs> so um, hopefully you had a good good uh, communist holiday. You know, nothing better than celebrating a communist holiday with capitalism. Nothing, nothing better. And Labor Day is a communist holiday. So anyway, I want to play this. Can you kill my audio for me? I want to play this. This is a, a part of a segment that came from Sky News Australia. I just want you to listen to this. This kind of goes into the Fauci stuff that just got uncovered. Spread the word on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Share it everywhere in all of your little private groups, on all of your social media. Share it everywhere. Tell everybody, beg them, plead them to come watch this now and hit that subscribe button. Um, So this is Sky News Australia. And taxpayer waste has played a leading role in uncovering the ties between Anthony Fauci and the Wuhan labs. White Coat Waste first lifted the lid on how Fauci was funding experiments at the Wuhan Institute of Virology through a sub-grant funneled through the EcoHealth Alliance. It's something you know all about now. When I was writing my book, we spent some time together analysing just how many experiments 
America had conducted in Wuhan. We went through all of the Wuhan scientific papers comparing notes. Now, remember, Fauci has repeatedly told Congress that it was just a moderate amount of research that was being undertaken in Wuhan. He's tried to downplay this to an enormous extent. But we discovered that America funded 65 scientific projects at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, 65. That's 60 funded by the NIH. Then there were also further 16 by USAID and some in conjunction with NIH. The Department of Health and Human Services funded three. The Department of Defense and the Department of Energy funded one each. Joining me now to discuss this, the founder and president. Okay. Did you catch that? We we now know Fauci's testified before Congress and you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Senator Paul, of course, you know, Rand Paul has been right about Fauci from the very beginning. The United States government has funded sixty-five research projects at Wuhan. Let me say this again. We funded sixty-five research projects at Wuhan. Now, what we ended up finding out later on in the report is it's not just Wuhan, there's 26 other labs in China that the United States is funding. So we have funded 65 projects at Wuhan, 60 of them from the National Institutes of Health, several with a collab with the NIH and, and other groups. A lot of that research was gain-of-function research, <laughs> which Fauci says didn't happen. We know that it did happen because... We know that COVID was gain of function, but 65 projects plus 26 other labs in China are being funded by, by the American taxpayer. And now, probably the next question that you're asking yourself is why is the United States government? Why are we funding so much research in China? We know that China steals our technology and our research. In fact, did you know last week, that one of the, uh, the, the the top COVID people for the vaccines was stealing research and giving it to China. Did you know that? It just caught him. Huh. So China's getting our vaccine technology now. But we know that China steals intellectual property. We know that they rip things off. We know that they steal stuff. We, we know this. So why would we fund so much research in China, especially considering they're a political rival? Why would we do that? The answer is actually pretty simple. It's always been a, one of those questions that we kind of had and most people understood that there was probably some ethical parameters that China could get around that the United States couldn't get around, so you fund another country to do it. It turns out that in China, a large portion of the research that the American taxpayer has been funding in Wuhan and these 26 other labs has, has been abusive to animals. And we all know that the United States has a very strict animal research policy now. Didn't used to back in the old days, but we do now. China doesn't have that. So the United States government's been using your taxpayer dollars to fund research in China because China will experiment on animals where it is much more difficult to be able to do that in the U.S. That's why. Right there. That's the crux of it. If you want the easy, simple answer, the Chinese will do unethical crap that we can't get away with legally inside the United States, so we give them money to do it, but we can't give them that money directly. We have to go through these third parties because, again... There was a federal stay on this type of funding. Hmm. That's really what it boils down to. China will do a whole host of inhumane crap that we will not tolerate in the United States. So we give them money to do it on our behalf. 
And of course, the you know the unwritten rule here is that China is going to steal any of the research that that uh, is done there. They're going to keep it for themselves too. Huh. Interesting stuff. Senator Paul says the new report shows, quote, Fauci lied again about U.S.-funded research at Wuhan lab. I was right about his agency funding novel coronavirus research within Wuhan. Yes, he was. Now, we already knew this, but he's just once again doubling down as this new information comes out. Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul, also a doctor, says that a new report on U.S.-funded research at the Wuhan Virology Lab in China is evidence that Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, has lied to the public. Surprise, surprise, Fauci lied again, he said. Um, looking to have the a, another run of the Fauci lied, people died merchandise here relatively soon. That has to be done uh, not through Spreadshirt because they took them down. Spreadshirt didn't like me selling Fauci lied, people died merch. And I was right about his agency funding novel coronavirus research at Wuhan. And again, he's, he's right. Now, what's interesting about this story is this story came from The Intercept. Now, why is that funny? Well, the reason that it's funny is because The Intercept is a left-wing publication. They're very pro-Fauci. They don't like Republicans. They don't like conservatives. They don't like Trump. Okay? Glenn Greenwald used to be with The Intercept, no longer with The Intercept. He's a founder, actually, of The Intercept. He's out there breaking down what is so hysterical about this. So Glenn Greenwald tweets this out. He goes, this is amazing. In July, The Intercept had one of its most dishonest partisan hacks, Robert Mackey, basically call Rand Paul a liar and deranged conspiracy theorist over and over for suggesting Fauci-funded research that could have caused the pandemic. And, of course, he links to an article from The Intercept about Fauci being a tinfoil hack conspiracy theorist. Or not Fauci, but Rand Paul. His second tweet. But yesterday, the very same Intercept admits that it sought documents about Fauci-funded research by EcoHealth, that's Peter Daszak's group, that raise additional questions about the theory that the pandemic may have begun in a lab accident. And as I've said before, going back to December of 2019, if you didn't think that COVID came out of that lab, you were the conspiracy theorist. Everybody else is normal. If you thought this came from bat soup, the wet market, or uh, a marathon, or whatever was happening in China at the time, you're the conspiracy theorist. You always have been the conspiracy theorist. The lab theory was always the most likely scenario. And it's also the one that always had the most evidence forefront from mid-December. Just the behavior of China itself corroborated that it probably came out of the lab, but I digress. Glenn Greenwald continues, specifically the documents the Intercept sought, which I'll bet any amount of money they thought would debunk Senator Paul and vindicate Fauci. That's the rub. Instead, did the opposite. Oops, he says. The documents more than ever linked Dashik's research to possible COVID origins, even when they accidentally do reporting that undermines liberal political causes, Intercept editors have to make sure they stay loyal. They, they admit that Dashik's highly risky research was funded by NIAID, but never once mentioned the name Fauci, the director of that agency. So again, in the Intercept article, they admit that the NIAID funded this research, but they never mentioned that Fauci was the guy who ran it. Not once. The Intercept still kept it out. So the Intercept basically 
has been calling Rand Paul and anybody who agrees with Rand Paul and tinfoil conspiracy theorists for, for a long time now. So to back up their claims that these people are nuts, you, they go and they, they get all of these documents, okay? They do some actual journalism, and it turns out, uh-oh, Senator Paul was telling the truth. But even in writing up the article, they couldn't tell their audience, they couldn't tell their readers that Fauci was the one that was heading up the NIAID. Couldn't bother doing it. Now, townhall.com has a piece up there that, that says, hey, this could be really bad for Fauci uh, for a whole host of reasons besides his already shattered and nothing reputation. And there is even one of the top doctors who has been, air quote, debunking the lab theory. He's now changed his mind. We'll talk about that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Just watched uh, the tragic history of Crazy Town. Who sings that song, Butterfly? It's the only song that they have that sounds anything like that, by the way. <laughs> the rest of the music sounds nothing like that. Um, but a pretty tragic story, actually. A lot of, lot of hard lives there in that band. But uh, speaking of hard lives, we're talking about the hard truth coming for Fauci pretty quick. Townhall.com. Here's an article. New documents on gain-of-function research and covid should make Fauci very nervous. This has not been a good day for Anthony Fauci or his acolytes who fantasize about doing horrible, awful things with him. So this is Matt Vespa. I'm sure you saw the latest bit on the coronavirus. It's not about death rates, the level of infection, or even more panic porn. It's about the lying sack Anthony Fauci, who appears that he might have misled Congress about the gain-of-function research funds the National Institutes of Health gave to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, for the record, um, what Fauci was doing is doing a wordplay thing. So the definition of gain-of-function was altered some time ago at the NIH by the federal government, um, which gives them what we call plausible deniability when they're actually doing gain-of-function research, okay? So again, gain-of-function, you, you, you're researching something, you're manipulating that thing to give it additional traits you're changing its function it's gaining function example would be there's a virus that can only be transmitted between animals you give it the ability to infect human beings now you have gained function with that virus through your research there is a general common definition of gain of function and then there's the weird manipulated government definition that the u.s changed several years ago to protect them from liability um, and when we started, you know, banning gain-of-function research, basically what the government did is they changed the definition of gain-of-function research to give scientists plausible deniability, allowed them to fund things through third parties because they couldn't fund them directly anymore. And it is, without a doubt, gain-of-function. Fauci was, shall we say, skirting a line when he was talking to Senator Paul and saying, I didn't fund gain-of-function, we didn't fund gain-of-function, when in fact the entire scientific community and all of the documents shows that we did in fact fund gain-of-function. But these new documents even make Fauci's absurd um, proclamations before they make them that much worse. So here's here's where we're at. Newly re released documents provide details of U.S. funded research on several types of coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. The Intercept has obtained more than 900 pages of documents detailing the work of EcoHealth Alliance, a U.S.-based health organization that used federal money to fund back coronavirus research at the Chinese laboratory. The trove of documents includes two previous unpublished grant proposals 
that were funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which Fauci was head of at the time, as well as project updates relating to EcoHealth Alliance's research, which has been scrutinized amid increased interest in the origins of the pandemics. The documents were released in connection with an ongoing FOIA litigation by The Intercept against the NIH. The Intercept is making the full documents available to the public. Now, as you go through these documents, and, and I'll include the article from The Intercept in the Daily Show prep, as well as all of these other corresponding articles, so you can read them yourself. Basically, we've got even new studies that was gain-of-function that were funded by the NIH through EcoHealth Alliance to the Wuhan lab in China. Fauci straight up lied to Congress. Again, this... People want him charged with crimes. He should be. If he were in Trump's administration, he would have been charged with a crime. We know that. Fauci should absolutely face charges for this stuff. Uh, we've also got a top Wuhan lab theory deniers reversing their position. Dr. Ian Lipkin from Columbia University now says, yeah, I, I, it, it probably came from the lab. We'll talk about that and then we'll move on. Coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Is it just me? Or have our commercial content been louder than the actual content of the radio? So like, I thought it was just a Bongino thing, but I think it's universal. I think it's all across the board. Like, the commercials seem like they're louder than everything else, right? Who's responsible for that? Is that a Zach thing? I don't think that's a Zach thing. That wouldn't be a Zach. I just, I just noticed it. I, I thought it was a Bongino thing. But it turns out it's, like, everywhere. So before we move on... I have to talk about this because this is important. Um, Dr. Ian Lipkin. Dr. Ian Lipkin should never really be taken seriously for a whole host of reasons. I know that most of you are not going to have any idea who he is, and that's okay. He is one of the prominent people from Columbia University. He's been running around calling anybody who thinks that, that COVID came from the lab in Wuhan a conspiracy theorist in spite of all of the physical evidence that it came from the lab, Okay. There is no physical evidence that it came from anywhere other than the lab. The lab is the only place that we, we have any evidence that it came from. So what's interesting about this is that we have covered this guy before. This is a guy who has very close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. They've given him money, and he's worked with them. And so in my opinion, people who have been on the Chinese Communist Party's payroll probably can't be trusted to talk about the origins of COVID because the Chinese Communist Party doesn't want you to think that they're responsible for COVID. Okay? Real easy. That's just my line of thinking. But what's interesting about this, and here's here's another thing that I can't believe that I am going to say, um, Spike Lee is doing a documentary miniseries called NYC Epicenters, and he talks to this guy, and I can't, Spike Lee has done something worthwhile, Josh. He's actually done something valuable to society for once in his life, other than White Man Can't Jump. And, and really, that movie was only good because of Rosie Perez, and you know exactly what I am talking about. If they've got hundreds of bat samples that are coming in, and some of them aren't characterized, how would they know whether this virus was or wasn't in the lab, Lipkin asked, in reference to the Wuhan Institute of Virology in June before answering they wouldn't. The unearthed comments uh, come amidst Lipkin revealing that he was informed of a new outbreak in Wuhan on December 15th, 2019. Now, that is, 
That's four days before we officially knew anything was happening in Wuhan. So the Chinese Communist Party told their buddy Lipkin at Columbia University four days before they told anybody else outside of China that there was an outbreak in China. And now Lipkin is changing his philosophy and says, you know, I'm starting to think that this came from the lab. Huh. Why is this all of a sudden change? Have you noticed this? There has been a dramatic shift in the way a lot of these, well, I'm just going to call them um, blue anons, a lot of these blue anon conspiracy theorists have been behaving lately. All of a sudden, they're admitting to you, yeah, it, it did probably come from a lab. All of a sudden, they're admitting to you that, yeah, there was gain-of-function research in Wuhan. All of a sudden, they're admitting to you, yeah, masks don't work that good, and there's no evidence to put them in schools. And they might actually be harmful to kids in schools when, when you have the masks on them for that long uh, per day. Uh, all of a sudden, you're starting to run into this. All of a sudden, the, the news is starting to turn on Biden. What is going on? Now, I'm in the Illuminati, and nobody has said anything. So this is above my pay grade as an information officer for the— uh, for the uh, North American region of the Illuminati. But it, it, it just, for whatever reason, I don't know what's going on, but there is this weird dramatic shift that is happening and it is not being spurred by anything because these are the same folks that have denied the science, denied the evidence, denied the research. They, they've denied all of it for all this time. All of a sudden they're changing their tune. I have no doubt that some of it is just to save face because they realize that every time they try and prove their point, they fail because they're wrong. So there's something else going on here. I'm not quite sure what it is, but there's something else going on here because they're all reversing. Every every conspiracy theory, not everyone, almost every conspiracy theory about this pandemic over the past year and a half or so has ended up not being a conspiracy theory. That's the crazy part about this. As I've said before, you know, and I get there's a lot of people out there who've not listened to me before. They just started tuning in like you're just a radio host. What's your background? How, how is it that you know anything about this? I have covered science and research for going back before I actually did this job. And so I have the ability to decipher research, look at the papers, see what they actually say, kind of pick out what is and is not credible research, that sort of thing. There's just there's something going on here that doesn't make a lot of sense because everybody who has been squarely on the push the pandemic side is now starting to reverse course with the exception of the crazy local lunatics at the Notre Dame University. Other than that, you know, there's by and large the big eggs, if you will, the pundits on cable uh, cable news. They're starting to change their tune and I'm starting to wonder why. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Would you allow me just to spend a couple of minutes just go over some insanity? Can, can we just please do that? Just let me, I know. I know. It's been a rough. I'm looking at the statistics, okay, of, like, my social media, my live streams. I know it was a rough week and a half. We're going to try and change that this week, all right? We're going to have a little fun. We're going to get back to the normal flow of things you know, holiday and all of that stuff. So we're going to, we're going to do the best that we can. All right. So 
Uh, let's let's take a look at a couple of these things here. So this diner that posted the sign that we told you about that if you voted for Biden, basically you know pound sand. I don't want to do. I don't want your business. So they had to shut down. Did you see the story? So the restaurant that posted the sign that says if you voted for Biden, basically you're not allowed to eat here. This is in Florida. They said we mentioned it last week. Uh, they've had to shut down. They had to shut down because they ran out of food. The massive amounts of people who showed up to this restaurant. Um, this lady has more business than she knows what to do, which is a great thing. And she's extremely thankful. But they actually ran out of food. They had to wait for the suppliers to catch up to the demand for her food. And all it was, people were like, yes, thank you for saying that. Now, as I've told you before, it's, you know, traditionally getting involved in politics as a business is a bad thing. If you want to advertise on political stations, you're, you, you should not advertise based on your view. You should advertise where your customers are. Um, as I've, I've said this before, if you're a Lexus dealership, it doesn't do you any good to advertise on a hip-hop station. You probably want to advertise on a conservative talk station, even if that's not your demographic. You probably want to advertise on public radio, too, because that's in your demographic. Now, just because you like a certain type of music doesn't mean that's where your customer base is, right? So um, you've got you've to pick that stuff appropriately. And a lot of people don't get this right. Josh can personally attest to this as somebody who's done radio sales in the past. There's a lot of folks who just do not do that right. They go, no, no, I like this station, so I want to advertise. Okay, what's your target customer? I went through this um, many, many years ago with a luxury car dealership. And they wanted to advertise on a radio station that they liked listening to. Okay, that's fine. But you've got to at least put some of your bread in the basket of your targeted customer. If your targeted customer is somebody over the age of 50 who has a six-figure income, you probably don't want to advertise on a hip-hop station. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, are there people in that audience who will be customers? Sure. Nothing wrong with putting a little bit out there and, and diversify, but you're going to want to put the lion's share where your targeted customers are. So this lady's had to shut down as a result of the demand for her food. And again, good thing, positive story. Uh, but generally speaking, you want to stay out of politics. If you. But I don't have a problem with a company who starts off from an activist perspective. Even Ben & Jerry's. Ben & Jerry's has always told you where they stood. Are, are they stupid? Yeah, they're dumb and they do some hokey things and they've been caught in carbon credit scams and things like that, but you always knew where Ben and Jerry's ice cream stood. So it's up to you if you want to go give them your business. Um, most of you understand where I stand on various issues, and therefore my company on the side probably going to share those values. Do I outwardly do that on my advertising? Most of the time I don't, but I have less of a problem doing it now than I used to. Just because it's getting to a point, like I said, we need that parallel economy. Rutgers University. Rutgers University banned a student from taking online virtual classes. Any idea why? Online virtual classes. They banned him because he is not vaccinated. He's taking online virtual classes. And they banned him from Rutgers University from taking those classes because he's not vaccinated. I'm going to say this one more time because I know that it was a holiday weekend. He's taking online virtual classes. Next, 
the Food Network has disowned one of their former hosts because he tweeted out support for the Texas abortion bill. Josh Denny has uh, has been, uh, he's what, 38 years old. He's a former frontman for Food Network's ginormous food. He praised the, uh, the abortion bill in Texas. That's that six-week bill. And the Food Network issued a statement disowning him and anything affiliated with him. And then we also had, where is the uh, the CEO of the video game developer Tripwire has had to resign over outrage because he supported Texas's new abortion law. And he's now lost lost his job as a result of it. So you're not allowed to have certain, I know that you know this, you're not allowed to have certain positions, but you know, it's always about tolerance and everything else, right? Of course not. It's all hypocrisy and it's all a lie. Hey, did you see the uh, Indinia game over the weekend, Josh? The Indinia game? Did you see that? We're going to talk about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel.